Welcome to the Alchemy of Alignment podcast, where we explore the power of stories, the beauty of transformation, the empowerment of women, and the lasting impact of creatively crafted words. I'm your host, Romina Cavagnola, content creation coach working with soulful women in business to draw out the essence of their message and guide them from content overwhelm into an aligned content creation journey. Join me for a spellbinding blend of content creation coaching and inspiring conversations with women who are taking on life and business in alignment with who they are and the wisdom they have to share with the world. Are you ready? Let's explore. In this episode of Alchemy of Alignment, I speak with Tash Ashwin about following your true path, sharing your personal journey through storytelling, the importance of mindset and energetics in delivering your soul work, and stepping into the power and possibility of new opportunities. Enjoy. Hello, welcome to Alchemy of Alignment. I have a special guest today. Tash Ashwin is an internationally best-selling author, business strategist, and holistic kinesiologist. She works with conscious business owners on business strategy and mindset that helps them step into their power, share their message, and cultivate abundance in their life and business. Her approach is a blend of inner mindset work, energetic transformation, and outer strategy implementation that guides entrepreneurs in how to build and scale a profitable business. I'm so excited to speak with Tash on this episode of Alchemy of Alignment. Welcome, Tash. How are you today? Hello, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thank you for coming on this um, episode of the podcast. Can you tell your, um, your story a little bit? Tell us, you know, a bit about yourself and what inspired you to start your business. Yeah, sure. Um, so what inspired me, I think it probably 12, 12 years ago when I was traveling in South America, um, I had a shamanic experience which totally changed my life and put me on the path that I'm on now. Wow. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I was, I was studying politics at university and, you know, right down that, um, <laughs> you know, straight into the public service path. And yeah, I decided to pull out halfway through and travel to South America because I knew that something just didn't feel right. Um, and I wanted to, I had this notion, as we do, of wanting to go and find myself. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's what put me onto the path that I'm on now. So, I was told during an ayahuasca ceremony that I um, was to, to, was here to do transformational work with women, and um, and it was that kind of insight, I guess, that put me onto learning a whole lot of different modalities and learning all about business and entrepreneurialism. And yeah, twelve years later, here I am. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what you're doing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. transformational work. Yeah, Amazing. I love that you blend different modalities in your work. Um, and obviously, of course, you know that I've experienced some of that myself. What led you to that combination of approaches? I know you just said that you studied all these different things to, to work out how to work with transformational work, but what made you choose those modalities, kinesiology and, and all that? That's yeah, nice. well, I started off learning shiatsu therapy, which is a Japanese bodywork therapy. And um, I don't know, I was just walking, I lived in Melbourne at the time, I was walking past the Shiatsu College and I just got magnetically pulled in <laughs> and I had never heard of Shiatsu before, but I signed up then and there for the course. I really felt, I think, that, you know, this whole journey for me, I felt very guided 
the, the whole way. Okay. Um, and so that was really working with the body and understanding energetics and, you know, how, you know, chi and, and meridians and how the body, um, how the body works. And I, I was doing shiatsu for a number of years and then I really wanted, I felt like I was missing some skills around emotional support from, for, for my clients. I felt like they were coming in, a lot of them were coming in with big emotional stuff and I didn't feel that I had the, um, the knowledge or the skills to really support them emotionally. Okay. And so that's, you know, I guess it was from deciding that I wanted to learn about emotional well-being that kind of led me to understanding kinesiology and learning kinesiology and um, which brings in the energetic work as well but it is much more you know we work a lot with emotions with with kinesiology mm. and then um, I was pregnant with my firstborn and I wasn't making any money in my business and I was like oh, I don't know what I want to do I don't want to go back to a nine-to-five um, what do I what do I have to do to get my business really off the ground and I discovered this amazing um, money mindset coaching modality. So I realized that for myself, it was my relationship with money and, and sales and marketing and putting myself out there. That was where I was really holding myself back. You know, I was caught up in a lot of um, sabotage patterns and, mm -hmm. and then wondering why I was sabotaging the thing that I wanted the most. So it was through that inquiry that, yeah, I learned about, um, about money mindset and I started to transition into more of a coaching model mm -hmm. rather than a therapeutic model. So, um, and then it was from there that I really started learning about deep strategy and um, online marketing and launching launch strategies and, and all of that. And I did some, a lot of study um, around marketing and, and business strategy. And then I decided to blend it all together. <laughs> yeah so now I use my therapeutic um, qualifications more as a tool and I'm studying RTT now as well which is a um, wow. therapy process oh, so, rapid rapid transformational therapy yeah that's yeah. it yeah. yeah yeah so yeah I really believe that um, in business you know it's like the, the three pillars of our energetics you know our nervous system our our energetic body our mindset our subconscious programming and the strategy that we're employing, it's like the, the um, combination of all of those three things that is what leads to profit, a profitable business that has right. impact and, um, you know, that is soul satisfying. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of um, work I'm hearing around this idea of the limiting beliefs of yeah. clearing that self-sabotage so that you can step yeah. forward in in terms of strategy, because there's not a lot of point in having the strategy if you don't have the mindset and the energetic work. Yeah, that's exactly right. Two go hand in hand. You know, you can mm -hmm. have the, you can do all the mindset and energetic work in the world, but if you're not taking any action, you're not going to see any results. Right. You can have the best strategy in the world, but if your energetic energetics, if your nervous system or your mindset isn't well supported for that, then you're going to sabotage. Yeah. You know, or, or you're not. Yeah, it's not never going to eventuate the way that you want. So. That's why I love business so much because it is such a beautiful opportunity to um, to go on this incredibly transformative journey. Where on the other side, we can make amazing money by delivering our soul work. You know, it's very yeah. cool. It is. There's a lot of opportunity for growth, I think, oh. and just learning and re recalibrating. Really, I think that's part of um, 
possibly something that we don't really realize when we start on the entrepreneurial journey is this idea that you can do something different than what you started out to do because as you learn and grow and and become exposed to different you know modalities or different people and make these connections you can start to realize yeah you know moving forward closer to your sole purpose and, and what it is that you're really meant to be doing and how you can do that I think a lot of people have like this dream hidden somewhere and they think I could never really do that so then they pick a thing that's like the closest to what they really want to do and you know when you move into that space of entrepreneurship you can sort of start to see that it's actually possible rather than when you're stuck in that sort of traditional structure of of you know like a nine-to-five or working in corporate or whatever public service it's like a finite number of ways that you can do a thing and it's yeah never quite really gets to where you want to go I think (laughs) yeah yeah I I find entrepreneurialism very um creative you know you've got so much creative uh opportunity there yeah Yeah. really yeah and an opportunity to cultivate freedom as well I think Mm -hmm. and that looks different to each person I think yeah yeah absolutely agree Um, well, since we're talking about this whole idea of transformation and, and personal experience, um, how can business owners actually use that? How can they leverage that in their business to support, you know, their business strategy and their content strategy so that they can better connect with their audience? Do you mean, how can they, how can business owners use the transformational journey in business to support their business? Yeah. How can they use their experience and the things that they've learned and then translate that how does that translate into something that they can use well you know i think first and foremost this comes down to how we uh how how confident and capable we feel we are to share our personal journey you know and and one of the biggest things like when you first start out in business especially in the online world everyone bangs on about needing a niche you know needing to like niche down and, and that's very important, but I think equally important is understanding, you know, there might be 10,000 other people who do the similar kind of work as you, mm-hmm. um, but there's only one person that's had your experience in life. And there's only one person that has moved through the transformational things that you've moved through and the traumas and, you know, all of the things, all of the life lessons that you've had to learn. And in many cases, your niche, your, your, your soulmate clients will be, people that resonate deeply with your journey, you know, with your transformative experience. And they're probably going through something quite similar themselves. Mm -hmm. So really learning how to leverage your story and, you know, do it in a way that connects with potential clients, but is also strategic. Yeah. In a way that you can Mm -hmm. actually make money and sign new clients is very, very powerful. And and it's actually very inexpensive marketing method to you yeah it's all about really creating that connection it's a more genuine way of reaching people isn't it rather than I mean obviously there are elements that are important like actually paid ads and things like that that obviously can add opportunities to your business but if you are effective at sharing your story and I guess creating a space that people can step into and see themselves in yeah yeah really helps doesn't it absolutely and you know We've, we've all, for millennia, we've, we've all grown up with story, you know, mm. we, um, we love story. Humans love a good story. Mm. And every single time I, I do a, a social media post that incorporates some element of storytelling, it always does so much better from a metrics perspective 
than just a straight up sales post every single time. And it, not only that, but it connects with people, you know, it connects heart to heart. We see ourselves in other people's journey, you know, mm -hmm. we, we identify with the archetypal uh, lessons and experiences that they've had. And, um, and I think from a connection marketing perspective, it's a very powerful for a very powerful way to form connections with our tribe. Mm. Yeah. And also, you know, we need to know as well how to blend our message into that. Yeah. We, it's one thing to just straight up tell a story, but it's another thing to know, like I said before, how to do it strategically, how to blend your message and how to make sure that you're, you're telling stories, not just from the perspective of, I want to share my journey with you, but from understanding, well, how is my journey relevant to your journey? Mm. Yeah, like always bringing it back to your soulmate client's experience. Otherwise, it just sounds like someone who's just talking about themselves nonstop, and that's not really that attractive. No, <laughs> yeah. no definitely. And that's definitely not the um, impression that people get when they read your post, I can tell you that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's important to me. Yeah, I really, I, I think a, there's always a fine line between oversharing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the fine line between vulnerability, you know? Yeah. My old, old mentors talks about this from the perspective of elegant vulnerability. Like we want to be able to share our story and share our vulnerabilities from a space of elegance rather than oversharing. Mm. And that is a fine line. A, a little yeah. trick that I like to use with this is don't share anything that still feels emotionally charged. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's a good, a good, a good tip. Yeah. 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 I think also you're, you're always in danger of TMI and when you're in that space, isn't it? Yeah. That, you know, you're, yeah. And then it you is. read it and think, mm, maybe I should have said that. <laughs> it is. It's funny. It's an interesting thing because, you know, at the same time as we're trying to position ourselves as a go-to authority or a go-to mentor or a go-to leader in our field and share story that incorporates vulnerability and, and truth and, and life experience. Like how do we do that dance? you know, between still maintaining credibility and postured credibility and, you know, really bringing people into our world. And I think it comes with practice. You, you also know intuitively if you've kind of tipped over into a bit of overshare, mm. um, but that's an important thing to remember. Definitely. Definitely. And I think also not letting those layers of fear pervade what you're actually wanting to put out there. Because I think I find myself personally doing that sometimes. And, and I know that people do when they, they're being vulnerable and then they're like, do I really want to go that far? And yeah. there's that line, like you said, of the overshare and of, of it becoming sort of egocentric and just too yeah. Yeah. Um, unfiltered. And then there's that really raw connective yeah. kind of sharing that actually, like you said, conveys your message. But also yeah. I think that's the, the precipice that we get to where we want to do that vulnerable raw share. And then that's when the fears start coming in going, what are people going to think if I share that? Or what if oh, sure. someone judges me for what I've said? Yeah. Which is all of the energetic and mindset work that we have to do. Mm. You know, um, it's important. Uh, it's so important to work through all of this stuff, all of this shit <laughs> that comes up around, am I going to be judged? Am I going to be rejected? Am I going to be criticized? Am I going to, Am I going to have no friends? What's my family going to think? You know, it's all very primal um, stuff that comes up, especially when we're marketing on social media, mm. you know, when often you've got family on your social media accounts, you know, family who, who are Facebook friends or family that have liked your Instagram pro profile, you know, mm. and, and learning how to rise above that, I think is really important so that we're not toning ourselves down 
because we're afraid of what people might think, but also knowing how to, yeah, like we said just before, learning how to share in a way that is postured and strategic, yet raw and, you know, uh, connected and vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a tricky, a tricky balance, I think. <laughs> practice. You just got to start getting, getting, sharing, sharing the stuff, getting it mm. out there. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think talking about that, the raw, unfil- um, not unfiltered, but that raw connective sharing, you have had a lot of experience in, in doing that just on social media and through your client work, but also uh, more recently, I believe, through two multi-authored books. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, yeah, I've contributed to two best-selling multi-author books. Um, the first one was called Leaders. Uh, women who change the world with their work, with their through their business, I think. And the second one was awakening women who are birthing the new earth. Okay. Um, and but in both of those chapters, yeah, I shared. In the first one, I shared my journey in South America because it was like a pivotal, life-changing experience for me. And I went into detail around that experience and how it really did change my life and set me on this path that I'm on. Mm-hmm. And then in the second book, yeah, I shared, it was more of a strategic business, um, you know, learning how to, yeah, really take your business, learning how to make, learning how to take your business into the new earth and have it still be um, profitable, right? Learning how to sell your soul work in the new earth was what it was called. Mm. Yeah. And they were both, it was an amazing, amazing experiences to write those chapters. Obviously the second one, I, I feel like I still played it a bit safe, <laughs> you know, I look back on that now and I'm like, oh, I could, I could have taken it to a deeper level, which I think I really did in the first chapter, mm-hmm. but it's all learning. It's all lesson. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that was just such an amazing experience to, yeah, have it go live on Amazon and then watch as it just got bestseller in Australia, bestseller in the UK, bestseller in the United States. Both both times, it was a really awesome experience. Yeah, must feel a bit surreal maybe when it's when it's yeah. happening, just to yeah. just watch that happen. Oh, absolutely! It's like, is this real? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, and it is, you know. And, mm. and yeah, and it was also a really great thing to, you know, to raise my profile. Um, to help me position myself as that go-to mentor for my, for my people, for my community, because no one else is going to position you as that. Mm. You have to learn how to do that for yourself. And I think that that's a real, that's a, that's a level up when we get to that place in business is when we've worked through all of this shadow stuff around being too successful or, you know, being like talking about our business too much or being perceived as arrogant or selfish, right? That's all the stuff that can get in the way of us fully saying, well, I'm going to really do what it takes to be seen, to be positioned as the expert in my field, which is very important, Mm. especially if you're wanting to sell high ticket coaching or healing or therapies, you know, and I really do, I'm a big advocate for that because I believe um, unless we, we switch to a high ticket model, we're working really, really hard for not a lot of money in the coaching industry, you know? Mm. Yeah. So it kind of goes hand in hand with having a high ticket item that we're selling. We must have a profile that backs that up. Yeah. yeah. So that people can justify investing at that level with us. Exactly. Yeah. And I think also if you're going to go ahead and then produce more books or, you know, yeah. write your own, your memoirs or your like a, a strategy yeah. book or something like that, then obviously that's, going to help to have had that kind of experience prior to that so that people already have oh that's that 
that woman who was in this multi-author book and I'm going to read her book now because I really yeah. you know, yeah. resonated with her her chapter exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly and the good thing about multi-author books as well is that you have 20 25 authors that are all contributing entrepreneurs in, in my case that are all contributing their chapters and then marketing to their audience so it's a really great way to um to expand into new territories in your business you know yeah. to reach people that potentially you would never have reached before and it's um, a good collaborative approach as well isn't it so it's just about not just about your own story but about that collective yeah and there is a real energy that the, these books kind of they take on their own energy you know mm. especially once you see the title come together and the cover come together and you know it's like they you you all birth it together yeah it does yeah yeah which is a really beautiful um very feminine way of doing business i feel yeah there's a lot of focus on that at the moment i think especially in the online space of moving away from that um rigidity of the of the structure of the masculine way of doing business and then moving into the flow and the intuition of the yeah of the feminine. we need both yeah like the, the the structure is what contains the like the masculine contains the feminine energies mm. um but we definitely I, I think we're all wired to be one slightly one way or the other and you know we all have masculine and feminine energy within us and um you know if we were just feminine energy we wouldn't get anything done you know mm. just be like living in the moment and intuitive we should be beautiful <laughs> but like nothing would happen right it, yeah. nothing, we wouldn't action anything we wouldn't have structures to to scale or to take things bigger you know so they really they do work hand in hand yeah 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 it's amazing especially if you can understand the, the need for the balance i think is yeah it's really important yeah and knowing when am i tipping into one or the other like am i working am i tipping into hustle mode <laughs> for me like hustle mode is like that i'm i'm in i'm in too much in the masculine energy and yeah. i'm like working really freaking hard and not enough in the feminine where i'm receiving and allowing mm. it is a dance awesome i think on that note you've got some special news to share about your business yeah yeah i do yeah so um I haven't publicly shared this, so very excited, but I'm actually um, opening up a publishing wing into my business, Ashwin Publishing, which is going to be taking the multi-author books idea and um, sharing it with my community. So, yes, I am facilitating multi-author books as of Amazing. this week. Yeah, very <laughs> exciting. Yeah, but congratulations. We, um, thank you. Yeah, it's a big, big, big shift, a uh, big, big new step for me. Um, I'm really excited to be able to offer my community the amazing opportunity to become a best-selling author, right? Like it's very, it's actually, when you have a multi-author book, the reason why they get to bestseller so quickly is because there's so many people promoting it and so many people yeah. downloading it, right? So it's a very, um, you know, it's a very powerful marketing method to use. Yeah. I think also it's probably something that's on a lot of people's wish list becoming a, a best-selling author. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, have you ever dreamed of being a best-selling author? Like, yeah, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. also a lot of people don't really think that it could ever happen. So yeah, especially yeah. if that sort of process is something that's particularly overwhelming to people, because it's not yeah. just writing a book. It's, it's the marketing aspect, like you've mentioned, which obviously is much more taken care of in, in, a, in a collaborative space like that. But the, the whole dealing with the production side of getting a book from manuscript to actually being ready to distribute is yeah. a much more involved and time consuming process than people 
often realize. Mm -hmm. So it's really great to have sort of all of that taken off your plate and just, you, you know, basically handed this opportunity of like, here, write your story and it will become a best-selling story and you almost don't really have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you've got to, the process of writing your story is always like, it, it's, it, it brings up a lot of stuff, you know, yeah. there's often a lot of resistance to work through mm. because it's like, well, how far do I really want to go with this? Mm. You know, do I want to play it safe or do I really want to be, you know, like seen, allow myself to be seen truly. Um, and so it's a journey in and of itself. Mm. Yeah. Like getting birthing your chapter is a big deal. Um, very powerful journey, you know, but we also need to know how to do it strategically. I'm really big on strategy. Mm. Um, it's probably that masculine part of, you know, that masculine energy of my opinion. <laughs> um, because otherwise, you know, yeah, unless we know how to strategically write and strategically market it so that, you know, to, to its maximum, to, to its maximum capacity, yeah. Yeah, it's never really, you know, it'll, it'll be a beautiful experience of writing a chapter and becoming a best-selling author, but you know, you won't have actually taken it that next step further. So that's mm. a big part of what I'm providing with this as well is like learn the, the strategy to actually leverage this book so that you can raise your profile and call in your clients and raise your prices and yeah, all of that. Mm. So it's almost like a step on the way to that whole idea of scaling your business up into yeah. that more high ticket range that you were talking yeah. about earlier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about, I want to come back to this idea that you, you mentioned earlier about this, this archetypal experiences. Mm. Um, and I know that, you know, most of the people that you work with are sort of more on the spiritual mm. um, side of things. Can you talk a little bit more about that mm. idea of these, these archetypes and how that, yeah. um, why is that important in business? Yeah, sure. Well, look, it's just, it's another, it's another narrative. Yeah. If you understand archetypal energy, um, you know, like Carl Jung talks a lot about archetypal talks a lot about archetypes. There's a lot of um, James Hillman. There's a lot of very, very powerful psychologists, you know, cutting edge psychologists that use archetype work mm -hmm. to help their, their community, to help their readers to understand themselves better, essentially. Mm -hmm. So I love that. I love the idea of archetypes coming through in our business and how I look at that is, you know, there's, we, we can cultivate different energies within us. Just because, for example, sales doesn't come easily to you doesn't mean you don't have a capacity for it. Doesn't mean you can't learn how to be better at sales. You know, a really fun way that I, as an example, a fun way that I like to do this with my clients is to help them activate their inner sales queen. Yeah, like that part of them, that archetypal energy that loves sales and feels good about sales and making money and getting her work out there and and being seen and, and, you know, it's a very, very powerful way to help us step into this, uh, this energy that maybe feels a bit foreign to us. Mm. Um, the archetype that we're going to work with in the first book that I'm launching is going to be around the wild woman. So it's going to be called wild woman rising mm. brave women that have carved that brave women that carved their own path is the, the name of the book. And this is to me a really important um, aspect of my message is, you know, are you, is it comfortable? Are you, are you willing to do what it takes to create the life that you want? Are you willing to question the status quo and take a path that is, you know, a bit less walked to call in the lifestyle and the, and the life that you want? And in many cases, activating this wild woman energy who does what she does, what she, 
what she wants because she is called powerfully to it mm. can be a really beautiful way to, um, to help us action that. And then there's so many different archetypes. Caroline Miss also talks a lot about archetypes as well. She is a brilliant, she's one of the brilliant authors who delves into this. So yeah, that's like, it's, I guess from a bit more of the energetic work that I do with my clients around um, archetypal energies and how to actually, you know, step into a part of you that maybe you, you never knew was there. And yeah. in business, you know, we're challenged all the time, you know, when it comes to doing things that we never knew we could do. <laughs> and this can be a really nice supportive way, connected way to help us do that. I really resonate with that. I, I like this idea that it's uh, an introspective kind of journey. Yeah. And I feel that most of the entrepreneurs that I see having a lot of success are those who aren't really afraid to yeah. go deep and, and learn about themselves. And then, mm. I mean, there's, they need to take that next step, don't they? They need to put it into action, yeah. the things that they've learned. Otherwise, it's just this sort of wallowing in, in their journeys or their trauma or their experiences. And then it just, there's no fruit from that, from that labor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, really it's like, there's two people, there's those who make it and those who don't. And those that make it are the ones that can, can continue to show up even when they don't want to. Mm. They're the ones that, you know, keep striding forward even when they, when they fail, quote unquote, you know, the ones that um, look fear in the fear in the eyes and go, I'm going to do it anyway. And if, if you can't, like it's such an important and essential quality, I believe, to call to, to learn how to do that. Mm. To call on courage because it's courageous work, you know. And not everyone has the has the energetics for business. That's um that that's a fact, you know. Mm. A lot of people can't handle the um, roller coaster ride that it is. You know, they need stability, they need security, and that's brilliant. But you're probably not going to find that in a business. No. You know, like you will, but it's going to be a journey to get there. It's not going to happen like that straight away. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely, and I mean, especially if you have that sort of roller coaster feeling in your life experience, you're yes. going to want something to ground you and probably not the best time to do business or probably yes oh, like in some maybe. people's cases i mean yeah, that's, that was my experience <laughs> Since, time to dive in. yeah yeah time to make a change i think because sometimes we get stuck in that what the norm is and this is what you should do because you go to uni you study you learn stuff and then you become whatever it is that you studied to to be and it's a completely different kind of journey i think when you are in business it's like looking at that experience that you had and seeing how do I leverage all this stuff into something that's of value yeah. um, to someone else. Yeah. Absolutely. And a lot of the people that I work with are therapists or coaches or consultants who learned like they had to do a qualification or many qualifications to learn their skills, but no one, none of those qualifications really teach them how to do business. No. Right? <laughs> You have all of these amazing tools to help your people, to help your clients. And then you're thrust out there that, okay, we'll build your clinic now or build your practice. And it's like, well, how the hell do I do that? Right. Mm. And there's two, I talk about archetypal energies. There's two very, very different ones. The, the therapist and the mentor is a very, very different archetypal energy from the entrepreneur, mm. you know, and the entrepreneur, the businesswoman or the businessman is something that we have to actively cultivate and learn how to step into because it doesn't come easily for everyone, you know, mm -hmm. and, and in many cases it actively questions. It has us question all of, you know, all of what we thought we knew 
and it has us, uh, it asks us to do things that feel terribly unsafe, <laughs> like sharing the <your> story <laughs> or putting yourself out there on social media or, you know, selling, right? They can feel totally yourself an expert. Call <laughs> yourself an expert. Exactly. Yeah. To your nervous system that can feel like, to some people that can feel like death. Mm. You know, like, why would I do that? <laughs> this is where the work is, is learning how to do it anyway and learning how to learn how to be comfortable with it, even when it doesn't feel particularly comfortable. Yeah. So you can become comfortable too with it. I think then that's the purpose of, of that mindset work, isn't it? To get from that fear and nervous place into that place where you can own whatever it is that you choose to call yourself. And I think that a lot of the, the, the women that I see working in their, um, like in their chosen niche and they, you can tell when they're nervous and you can tell when they've gone past that and they've stepped into it into that to embody what they want to be yeah and i think that's a really powerful transformation because it's you, you can tell like the, their presence changes oh. you know it's yeah and i love that you use the word embodied because to me that is the power of embodiment work right mm. otherwise we're just if we're not embodied we're living in our heads cycling around in frenetic energy and anxiety and fear and should i could i would i can i you know <laughs> and we're literally energetically just ahead floating around, you know, with no substance. And it, we have to, it's like one of the most important journeys in business, I believe, and in life, is learning how to pull that energy down and anchor it in our body because mm -hmm. that is our power center. Yeah. You know, we become so much more magnetic, so much more charismatic. People feel us in a whole new way. And in, in, in many cases, that, that connection has to be established before we go into any storytelling or before, you know, we go into content creation, maybe not before, like it's probably a symbiotic experience, but if you're not embodied, then you can speak and no one's going to listen. Mm. Right. Or you can speak and it feels like no one's listening. People probably are. But yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of the traps that people fall into is mm. thinking that their efforts are not having an effect. Yeah. And I mean, at the beginning, it is, it is a bit of a challenging situation to be in because, I mean, there's nothing visible coming out of the work that you're doing and you can be showing up, you can be consistent, you can share your story, you can do all the things. And I mean, there's so many different elements that come to that, that people don't often consider. I mean, there's the Facebook algorithm, there's, you know, what time of day you're sharing. There's like all this metrics related stuff and there's the mindset stuff that you've talked about, but then there's also just like, you have to wait. Like there is an element of waiting that you have to just keep doing the work and wait for it to actually have an impact. And then suddenly you've got people saying, oh my God, I've you know been watching you for three months and now I'm ready to work with you. Or exactly. I really like your story posts or whatever it is. Um, and I think it's having the, like the perseverance and the resilience, I think, to get to that point where you start seeing yeah the, the outcomes of the work that you've been doing because i think that waiting period is quite a challenging oh, big time. state to be in yeah like is this having any effect is it worth it and the big thing is to not make it mean rejection mm. or failure yeah you know it's like it, it takes time to cultivate community and in business like number one priority is relationships you know mm. relationship building how are you connecting with your people and connection takes time you know, it's like it, it takes time. You know, you wouldn't just walk up to someone and say, hey, do you want to marry me on the, on the street, right? Like you need to date them. You need to swoon them. You need to take them out and 
engage with them, you know, stimulate their intellect, like ask them questions that make them think, facilitate many aha moments, you know, and I think the more you can do that, and, and especially in your content, facilitate those aha moments and, and those micro wins, the more you can facilitate that, the more people are going to start to go, oh, wow, she's amazing or he's amazing. Like he's, you know, this person has me thinking in a new way. And that is a gift. Mm. You know, when we can facilitate that for our community, then that, that without saying as many words, like that is helping us position ourselves as their go-to mentor, you know, mm. someone who can help them solve their problems because we've already done it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, I think, let's see, what's your, your top tip for women entrepreneurs wanting to get just the most that they can out of their business. Cause I think that that's sort of what, I mean, just not just with women entrepreneurs, but that that's sort of like one of the main things of your business is like, how do we get to mm -hmm. that place where just like everything feels amazing. Everything is balanced and connected. And it's just like, I guess, easy in a way to, to scale and to reach people. Yeah. So for people who want to do that, who want to achieve that, what's your, your top tip? Well, I think oh, that's a hard question. <laughs> I think, you know, a number of things like having cultivating courage, cultivating commitment and cultivating focus and determination is like priority number one. Yeah. So courage to look fair in the eye and do it anyway. <laughs> You know, commitment to your soul work, to why you're here doing this work and to your soul mission. Determination to keep on going, even when you're not getting the results that you want and it doesn't look the way that you want it to look. And focus to stay in your swim lane. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stay with your eye on, you know, keep, 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 your, keep the end in mind. That would be uh, my top tip. Awesome. Yeah. That's a good tip. <laughs> Okay, so for people who want to find out more about you, where can we find you online? Oh, so I'm Tash Ashwin, T-A-R-S-H, Ashwin. Um, on Facebook, I also have a Facebook group, the Business Alchemy Collective. Yep. Um, they're probably, yeah, the most, the best ways to find me. Most welcome to add me as a friend. Awesome. Yeah. i got to know, I've always wondered if Tash is short for something. Natasha. Natasha. Oh. Yeah. Natasha. <laughs> Natasha. <laughs> With an R? Yeah, yeah. Huh, never seen it spelled like that before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. I always wanted to ask that. Um, <laughs> so before we wrap up, do you have anything else that you'd like to share? Oh, look, I think we've gone to a lot of, de a lot of depth today. <laughs> I think we have. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else do I want to share? Yeah, I think just to reiterate the power of your story, you know, and don't be like, don't ever think that you, that you don't have a story to share. Like, what have I got to share? Like, what have I done? You know, which can be a trap that we can fall into. Like, why would someone want to listen to me? Don't ever like as much as you can try not to fall into thinking that your story or your voice doesn't matter because it mm -hmm. absolutely does. Mm -hmm. And you sharing your story could be the thing that someone needs to hear that's going to pull them out of somewhere dark or that's going to encourage them to keep going when they don't want to. Mm. your story is so so powerful so use it definitely i think it's important to recognize that everyone has unique experiences i think we talked about this at the beginning it's like no one has the exact same experience that you do in business or in life so there's definitely some value that you can add to oh, others journeys so much value you just gotta own it yeah <laughs> and that's the hard part isn't it, yeah, it is. <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I've really learned a lot. I love your message and the things that you share, especially love the whole multi-author thing. I mean, you know that I'm excited about that already. So. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you for having me. No, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Alchemy of Alignment. If you'd like to receive regular email updates about new podcast episodes, powerful insights into aligned content creation, early invitations to any of my offerings, and whatever else I happen to be exploring, go to RaminaCavagnola.com forward slash essence. If my message resonates with you, I'd love it if you'd take a moment to rate and review so that other soulful women can find their way here. And don't forget to tune into the next episode. Until then, may you ride the wave of clarity and intuition all the way to the shore of aligned content creation.